welcome to the Stream Queens podcast, where we review horror films and horror-adjacent films that you can stream on the internet. Today, we are reviewing a movie that is a long, 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 long time coming, and that movie is Hellraiser 2022. I'm your co-host, Rachel, and joining me is the bloody and satisfying conclusion to a very long journey, Mars! Hello. Hey, girl. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited about tonight. I'm excited to talk about this movie. Uh, I had to rewatch it very quickly before we recorded today because I watched it when I actually watched a screener of it. That was the last time I'd seen it. Oh, my God. And I was like, I remember this movie. And I put it down and I was like, I don't remember this movie at all. (laughs) So it was like a whole brand new experience. Anyway, also back to join us for one last misadventure through the entirety of the Hellraiser series for now. It's Lerald. Hello. And Justin. Hello. Of Here's Johnny. Welcome back, guys. Thank you for Thank having you us for back. for having us. And sorry for the delays that led us here. Well, I do hold you t- uh, in totality responsible. <laughs> I like, know. I How kept, dare in, you? in all fairness, I think like 99% of those uh, 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 were me. Yeah, but Larry just called me old before the show, so now it's oh, all yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I called the terminology old, not necessarily you. Mm-hmm. I think there we know might, what was implied, Larry. There was implications. There was implications. <laughs> it's the implication. It's the implication. <laughs> how have you guys been how uh and how much do you regret and in the initial agreement to do this with us now that we're at the end no i, I have been good but i do owe something more to you guys um, because of my deal with daddy we have to watch the the hellraiser porn i think at some point and review that yes oh that's a, i'm so glad you brought that up and not because i forgot about it so how do you want to approach that do you want to do a group watch do you need to be alone with your thoughts? I think Larry would die of embarrassment if we watched it in a group watch. I was actually thinking it would be easier for me to watch it as a group watch. I think so, too. Who? Okay, so who all would you want in the group watch? Is it like anybody who wants to attend? Should we tell the patrons they're welcome to? <laughs> or do you just, you want to select sort of, you know, so it would obviously be a patron special, so, that, so that would put up a nice wall just by itself. Yeah, um, yeah. Devin said she wanted to watch, so she would Atta be there. Girl. Yes. So if any SOs wanted to attend, and then uh, Daddy should be there just so she knows that I'm paying uh, part of my my. Debt. So here's the thing, Larry. You think you're slick, but you're not as slick as you think. I know <laughs> how, what you do with these group watches. I know that you tune <laughs> in at the beginning and the end. <laughs> Ouch! So Ouch! deny it. Deny it. <laughs> Deny it. You cannot. So you cannot. You cannot. So I'm on to you, Beaver. Ouch! Ouch! I feel I feel seen and also Mm -hmm. scared. (laughs) As you should. So (laughs) I guess what I'm asking for, like this is sort of proof of life. I need proof of porn. So how are we going to maintain knowledge that you're actually with us through the entirety? Oh, I, I have a few ideas. Okay, <laughs> I, I, I did think about this before Justin proposes something scary for me. I thought I know there's ways we can get all four of our cameras and just have it on our faces and have the video playing. Okay. 
so those watching would see the video and then they would see all four of us. So I believe in StreamYard, which is what we use to record our videos, we can all be in there and also be watching it through there. So we could we could we we could document it should you be desirous of that. I think that's what we should do and we'll post it on your Patreon and uh-huh. one third of my debt will be paid. Does this qualify as sex work? <laughs> <laughs> wait wait I, so I, i'm very curious so one third of it is this the other third is the et yeah so the there's et third? there's this and then i have to she ran it by you Rach. she told me right for context listeners i'm so sorry we have a dragula um <laughs> Yeah, league. Point. <laughs> we have a Dragula League where we all like, and Lerald was victorious. Um, was yes, but there was a incident that occurred during the drafting portion where <laughs> Lerald did not get who he wanted, I and did. Sarah did, but she was willing to make a trade provided he met certain criteria. One of them is he; she is henceforth referred to as Daddy, <laughs> and also he's going to have to watch some dirty movies. And then what's the other thing? Review a book with her. Or, oh. uh, no, review something. I'm trying to find my chat with her. So it'll be it was I think all, in... now that it's all over, can I uh admit something? Yeah. So I, I was also uh uh she, we also had a DM between us and where she was asking me for ideas and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know, I know she mentioned well, Devin as well. And also me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And oh, Larry, not, finding out who your that... friends are. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it could have been way worse. <laughs> hey, I, I, I think at one point it I was. I won. I won. You, know, you did win. At, yeah. at the end of the day. All you have to do is publicly watch pornography, and you're going to get the bragging of, rights and a t-shirt. <laughs> kind of publicly. You won. Kind of publicly. <laughs> Victory is sweet and apparently very sexy. <laughs> <laughs> it was all for Victoria Elizabeth Black, and hopefully one day I get to meet her and tell her the mm-hmm. story, and it won't be creepy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll do better than when I met Saint and just shouted that I loved her as I well, walked away from the meet and greet. I, I can't be as bad as that. That's true. I, although, you know what? I bet she absolutely loved it. Are you kidding? She was, she was nice about it, and that's cool, so it was all right. I mean, who doesn't want to hear that someone loves them? Yeah. yeah right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I told someone I love them today, so now I'm like, <laughs> are, are we allowed to know who? Sure. I mean, I don't know how exciting this will be to you, but I was interviewing the cast of that 90s show, and it was the last interview of the day with Deborah Joe and Kirkwood Smith, who played the parents, Kitty and Red Foreman. And yeah. Deborah Joe was giving me a nice compliment, and I was like, oh my God, and I love you too. Oh, God damn it. Get in. <laughs> All right, why the hell were we? We have totally veered off the path. Oh, I don't even think we've started. Oh, uh, we, we started did. a little she bit. And everything. Did we? What we've been yeah. Doing. yeah, yeah, okay, okay. But how do we get into that? Do you guys remember? Oh, right, we were talking about how we're going to make sure we're get proof of porn. That's what we were talking about. Wow, that was a twisted journey. That's correct. It really was. Proof of porn. So, uh, and we've decided, well, I don't know, Justin, you said you also had an idea. Is it well, I like along the lines? There. What was, what no, was like your idea? idea. My idea was just like have Larry host it. 
like host mm. the video so we know he would have to like stay on top of it to make sure it's working <laughs> you're, and a everything. you're a bastard <laughs> <laughs> oh so you want him to have to also deal with the tech bullshit because oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's usually at you and me fretting and freaking <laughs> out okay anyway all right that is the plan we will we will do that and I don't know what that farty noise was, but I'm going to assume it was Justin. Okay. No, so. it wasn't me, actually. Deb was walking down the stairs. She's, oh, okay. She's, she's hounding the, the dogs up. Sure. Blame it on cool. the dogs. Classic move. Classic move. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. So let's get back on track, fellas. Uh, we've got our plan for, for the payoff for the Dragula exchange. We're yes. all sex workers now. That's fine. I support it. Sex works is work. So I have some yeah. warm-up questions. I don't know if we need them at this point. Let's do it. Let's knock them out. Okay, really quickly. It's a new year. This is the first time we're all recording together in 2023. All together, I say, because I think we've done some individual recording in 2023. But I wanted to know from you guys if you have any goals or resolutions or plans for 2023 that you want to, to bring to life. So mine's really easy. Um, I think I kind of talked. I think I might talk to somebody about it, but uh, last year I read no nonfiction books. I read like mm. 100 and like 50, 160 books last year, but zero were nonfiction. Um, so my goal is to try to read six nonfiction books this year. And the first one is, uh, it's called, I'll pull it up, but it's like Dead Mothers and... Didn't you read um, that, the one that they're making into a Scorsese film? Was that not that last was, year? That was in 2020, Rachel. Jeez, time is a flat circle, dude. I, I have no I know. concept of it's. It's called Dead Blondes and Bad Mothers, Monstrosity, yes. Patriarchy, and the Fear of Female Power. Mm, I like it. Fear us. Apparently, it's about like, um, like looking at like final girls, like in horror, and like looking at it in like a real context instead of how like pretty much a lot of the horror books I've been reading have been about like final girls in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds really cool. I wait your review and maybe I'll branch out of my YA and horror novels and give it a give it a go. Yeah, I like YA. There's no there is no judgment there. But yeah, that's like one goal for me is I I love reading. I've really rediscovered it post like finally going back to the library. And mm -hmm. I I want to try to branch out a little bit. Okay. Good. I like a little personal growth. How about you, uh Justin? Do you have any plans or resolutions um, or goals I mean, for this year? Not really. Like I'm just gonna keep on. I feel like I had a, a, a uh, uh, what's a professionally very good year last mm -hmm. year. Reverse yeah, time. I'm just gonna try to keep that going. Awesome. Keep it like going up and up, and hopefully, you know, I got some potentially already exciting things happening. So you know, we'll mm -hmm. see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. That's awesome. How about you, Marzi? I, I mean, to be honest, I've never really set, like, New Year resolutions or goals or anything because, uh, I don't know, you can't fail at achieving something if you don't set a goal, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the, the math maths. Yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, I guess my goal is to to not just abandon society and disappear into the woods. I mean, not until year. we get our island and then we'll yeah, all disappear I mean, into the in woods. Yeah, I mean, time. <laughs> 
yeah, in due time, in due time. The Mega Millions is going on right now. The drawing is tonight, <laughs> actually, and we bought some tickets. Um, and if we, I, the one thing I was like, if we win, I'm buying that island. <laughs> <laughs> Screw this society bullshit. I am going back to the woods in, of course, but like the glamping version of it. Right. So You're if right. I, you'll know I won if I suddenly own an island off the coast of the Pacific. Like when I receive a ocean. handwritten letter on like yeah. birch bark, I'll know where to report yeah. to. <laughs> exactly. It's going to be like the the glass onion. You're all going to get very elaborate invitations to the island. There'll just be a crow holding a scroll on my front porch one day. Oh my god, yes! Time. I'm going to do like crow husbandry and then I'm going to use them for communication. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> just be like, get the bags, it's time! I love it. Yes. They love sparkly things. I feel like we're going to get along. Yeah. It'll be great. So aside from becoming a crow handler, I think my goal this year, like I I feel like we all collectively lost a lot of time recently. A little thing called the pandemic. And I feel a lot of like some click, clicking, clicking. No, none of those words are right. Tri- ticking. Jesus Christ. Am I having a stroke? You might be. Ticking clock. <laughs> Ticking clock, yes. Clicking and clock. No. <laughs> Don't do it. My brain can't tell the difference between what's right and wrong anymore. <laughs> anyway, I feel a lot of ticking clocks around that and like really wanting to live life to the fullest. And so like my goal this year is to try to try something or do something new every month. Even if it's wow. something small, like I just really want to have a different experience, go somewhere, do something, try a new thing every month. I don't feel like that's too hard you got 30 days to do one new thing i feel that's ambitious but i also just don't do things so like, oh god it. i only get 30 days to do one new thing well let's see how it goes we'll see how it goes maybe i should document it like my my thing you should. I do i'd be curious month. to know things that you haven't done before because i feel like you're yeah, a pretty same good here, person actually. so yeah. The other thing is I need to learn how to build things out of wood because one of my Christmas presents was throwing knives, but I don't have a target. So basically, I just have a very heavy thing on my my desk. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, is... anything's a target if you have the right attitude. That's true, <laughs> including my neighbors if they keep <laughs> getting mouthy with me. With I'm not chickens? that Oh my god, the chicken is gone. So either it either moved on or it got eaten. Either way, it has stopped. There was one day, was it last week, where two hours straight, it was just like roostering, roostering, roostering. I was going to try to do an imitation. I realized I don't actually know how to do an imitation for rooster. I was going to say caca, and that ain't right. So we're just going to move <laughs> forward. Cock a doodle do. There you oh, go. All right. <laughs> you do. All right, let's it, hear Justin. your best. Let's hear your best rooster, Justin. I have children that are sleeping. I'm not about to <laughs> bust it a super loud cockadoodle do. I'm sorry. I like the, uh, the casual one, though. I like the casual co- cockadoodle do. Yeah, cockadoodle do. I'm like a suave rooster. No, All right. <laughs> See, I wish you were in my neighborhood then because you th- this one was not very suave, but it was very, very, like, really needed me to know that it was the morning. It was not going to stop until I knew it was the morning and like on a very deep and powerful level. All right. Last warm up question. Favorite memory from 2022, Justin? Favorite memory? Mm-hmm. I know there's been shit this year, like, but what was a good moment, like a shining moment from this year? Well, when you think of 2022, what will it be? Oh, it's, it's the cabin. Hands oh, the yay. Cabin. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was, I don't know. 
Was there a moment from the cabin that stands out specifically? Was it when you thought I was throwing up because you could hear my voice in the barf? <laughs> <laughs> no, I forgot about that. But I'm sure I, I came upstairs. I came upstairs and like you and Michelle were just like smiling. You're like, how are you feeling? And I was like, there's something on my face. Like, <laughs> Why are they asking it like that? If, if <laughs> only like, you ah. knew the, the like weird concentration we were having on like listening to somebody throw up <laughs> trying to figure out who we can hear in it it was so we had like such a whodunit for like i don't know like 20 minutes we were all like who was it did you think i was lying and trying to cover and it was secretly no, me no, oh okay. No, I, okay i believed you yeah. i would have owned it i would have been like you got me gal well exactly like how many, <laughs> how many times have you had to hear about my butt you would have you would have true uh, yeah yeah, for sure, for sure. How about you, Marzi? Do you have a best, like, favorite memory from 2022? Um, yeah, you know, I so in 2022, uh, the lover and I went on an RV camping trip and we fed mm -hmm. seals. I oh, got yeah. To seal. I got to feed water puppies and they were adorable. And there was this one that would just, like, slap his stomach when he wanted you to throw him a fish. And it was so freaking cute. And I think about mm. that every day. Yeah, I wanted to do I get that, like I get the good. cute rage over it where I'm like angry. It was so cute. That is really, really cute. <laughs> when there was this uh, seal in the back that apparently was the newest seal because they have little pictures of them with their names and like a little background on them. And she was the newest seal and she was all the way in the back. And everyone saw she just raised her flippers like my turn. Oh, no. Like, OK, I'll wait. I'll wait for the next one. You guys go. And we were just of fish at her because we we're like, oh, Oh, see, but that's her hustle, though. She's like, <laughs> oh, oh, my oh God. Me, and we... Poor me. Oh, you totally fell it. Oh, she, uh, she knows a mark when she sees oh one. Oh, my God. I just realized I got duped by a seal. <laughs> Thanks, 2023. This is how we're starting out. I realized I just got outsmarted by a seal. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there, you're somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, listen, that's a good way, like, that's a good base, right? Like, it's only up from there. It's only up from here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, Lerald, favorite yes. moment from 2022? Uh, outside of the cabin in the woods. I, mm -hmm. I really I really enjoyed doing that. Um, yeah. That's why I'm happy <sighs> I went first, because I got to pick it. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, man, on the spot, on the spot, on the spot. Um. I was thinking the other day about our psychic moment in the cabin where you were stuck on the bus. And I was like, Larry, look into my eyes. <laughs> and we got that you was, off the bus. <laughs> that was awesome. That was stuck for a while. Yeah, you were. And it's it, a drinking it, game, by the way, for those of you who don't, yeah. aren't familiar with the bus. <laughs> and, and Devin had no sympathy and she was going to let that bus I... continue to roll over me. She really was. She was enjoying it. She was. I had, I had really rounded part. the corner. I was enjoying it at first, and then I was like, "This is getting grim." When you were oh just yeah, like, when shot, it's just one person, shot, it becomes shot. yeah, it becomes abusive. <laughs> it's, it's it's hard. Uh, um, I guess what I'll say uh, a big happy moment for us is Dante has gone a whole year yeah. since he got really sick. Yeah. Um, he had a blood test in December and it came back good, so now he gets to go a full six months without any more blood tests or anything. Aww. Yay! Yeah, so we really turned a corner and he's doing really well from like how scary and dire things were in fall of 2020. Mm -hmm. No, 20, was it 2020? 
Who knows? What 2020, is time? 2021. 2021. Um, he's, he's doing real well. So I'm so glad he's such a sweetie pie. Yeah. Big old that. I got to hold all your dogs. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Colossus avoided me for a while, but I was like, today's the day, Colossus. We will cuddle. Yeah, she, she, she's, she's the most cat-like of all the dogs. Yeah, but I got her. <laughs> <laughs> for me, like, uh, not to, uh, like, I know we're all saying the cabin, but that truly was, like, yeah. an absolute peak moment this year. It was just so much fun. Like, literally every single minute of it was so much fun. And then the other thing would probably just seeing Stonehenge because it's something that I have always wanted to see my whole life. And so getting the opportunity to do that was really, really cool. And it like, you know, you always worry with something like that, like, will it live up to or are you going to get there and be like, yeah, some rocks in the middle of you. But no, it was really, really cool. And I think the day we went, it was like cold and raining and felt very, I don't know, very Highlandsy. So that those are probably my two top. I'm happy events. it was cool. Remember when I was in like middle school or high school here in Ohio, we have like the Indian mounds. Have you guys heard mm-hmm. of those? Mm-hmm. And so it's like Native Americans like bury their dead and like make like shapes. Oh, is it like the spirals and stuff? Is that in yeah. Ohio? Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. I've always wanted to see those. They're like petro and... or yeah, petroglyphs. Is that right? Well, it's it's it's, like, it's just like grass hills. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess I was, I was a kid, so I was expecting more. And it was, mm. just, it wasn't as cool as I was hoping it would mm. be. And I, I was actually telling Dev I wanted to go back and see him again now that I'm older, and not like, a, like, like a twelve year old. Mm-hmm. I remember I was so bored, but now I kind of want to go back and see him again. Totally. It's a really neat thing. Yeah, I'm looking. The Serpent Mound is that what you're talking about? Mm-hmm. I'm looking at a picture mm-hmm. of it. It's really cool. I also put in. Ohio grass, and I saw a very upsetting spider. So I'm oh, going to no. caution you guys you, you against. You have heard of the Ohio grass man, right? No. Oh, wait. Is that what you guys call Sasquatch? Yes. Yes. Oh. Oh, it keeps showing me the spider when I put in type, when I type in Ohio grass. That's very upsetting. Is it the yellow and black one? I don't. Yeah, I think so. It's gross. Yeah, that's the one my dad named me. I had six of those no, in my bedroom. No. When I was a freshman no, in high school. No. That's why no. I found out spiders talk to each other. That, no. That is the spider. No. It's very upsetting. I'm so sorry, Larry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so let's get into this. Let's get into this. Okay. So we, once again, are stealing the Here's Johnny format, which means we'll kick this off by really briefly talking about maybe some things that we've been watching or reading or highlighting that we're excited to share with one another. And then we'll get into our review. And you guys know what we're doing. This, Unless this is your first time on one of these, these joint episodes, you know the drill. We're doing the whole Here's Johnny thing. So we'll start with you. Uh, um tomorrow's god what is wrong with me you guys what is going on i can't like cannot formulate words anymore if it helps i almost made a joke about you not knowing her name but i thought better of it oh go for it i mean i'm so broken at this point like you like (laughs) you can't kick me any lower man (laughs) so just boot away (laughs) marcy what have you been watching reading etc Oh my god, now I'm having the moment where I'm like, have I? Or do I just go to work and then come home and like charge like a robot until the next day I need to go? I can't think of... <laughs> well, you've been playing a lot of uh, VR stuff. You can talk oh, about yeah. that. Uh, yeah, we have been playing a lot of Oculus. We've been recently into this game called Rush. It's like a squirrel suit game. Cute. And it's fun. It's fun. I'm sorry, that's pretty much all we do these days. Um, we just recently <laughs> added um, Steve Buscemi eyes to my Oculus. They're amazing. They're amazing. And they are amazing. It really has just uh, upped the experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. It's so funny when you don't have the Oculus on, you're watching somebody else. It's like being in the room with someone else who's like, you're sober and they're on drugs. <laughs> I know. Well, and now they're just they're like doing weird dances. Yes. It's even weirder. <laughs> it's so good. It's really good. <laughs> See, people, if you're not on Patreon, that means you're not on the Discord, which means you have not seen these eyes. <laughs> you are missing out. How about you, Justin? I've been playing uh, Forspoken. <gasps> you got the code. I did. I got it uh, this morning at two o'clock in the morning. Holy shit. So how much have you gotten to play so far? Uh, about three hours. Like I basically got home from work and I've just been, I just like started playing it. And it's good. It's, it's, it's enjoyable. I'm interested. I don't like the little lift at the end of the good. It's good. No, I, I, it's, it's got a slower start. Okay. Uh, a slower, more slower start than I thought it would have, but, uh, it's like starting to pick up, which is good. And, I know I'm not like far enough yet to like, you know, make that final decision if I like it or not, but I, I am enjoying my time with it. Okay. So I'm guessing we'll get a more in-depth review in the, in the near future, which is exciting. Yes. Perhaps on pride.com. We'll see. We'll see. We'll yes, see. We'll see. How about you, Lerald? What have you been uh, ingesting? So I, the game I've been playing the most is Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Uh, I got it a while ago and I never beat it. And I have a thing where I, I have, I have to beat the games I, I get. So for people who know the Dragon Ball Z saga, I'm like halfway through. I'm starting the Cell arc. So it's like, like halfway through with the game. Um, Book-wise, I'm reading the sequel to My Heart is a Chainsaw called Don't Fear the Reaper. Um, mm-hmm. I have about 110 pages left. It's really good. Stephen Graham Jones, I, I just, I've always been really fascinated with like learning more about like Native American culture, especially now, and like in a, in a post reading um, Killers of the Flower Moon. Mm-hmm. So, this is, I think, the third or fourth book of his I've read, and it's all like entrenched in horror, which is awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's really good. It, I, don't, I don't want to spoil anything, but it's a sequel to Don't uh, My Heart is a Chainsaw. Awesome. And uh, I started Chainsaw Man, the anime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, How is that? We just watched the first episode. It's really good. It's dark. Like it's gory and violent and dark. But uh, uh, Larry, I'm telling you, you gotta watch Demon Slayer, man. I will. It, it's on Crunchyroll, and I have a two week um, free trial of it. So I want to get uh, Chainsaw Man done and then do Demon Slayer. Demon and Slayer is also on Netflix. Oh, is it? Oh, cool. Then maybe I, I want to get the first season. The first season is okay. And then when you go to the movie and second season, just let me. Okay, I'll, I, I will definitely know, like, I, I, I don't I, know what that means. Oh, I, I, I didn't even hear anything. The whisper was still quiet. <laughs> and then I guess the last stuff is is Rachel and, all, Rachel and I finally recorded an episode of uh, the Nick Cage yeah! show. Uh, yeah, we I did. You, I need you to send me the audio, VT Dubs. Yes. Okay, but, let me. Uh, it's it's done. It's recorded, and tomorrow I'm going to the library, and not only am I picking up the next movie we're doing called The Boy in Blue, mm-hmm. but I am picking up my first entry, and I'm about to start my journey through Mission Impossible. Yes, the Blu-ray so came excited. in, so it's sitting there waiting for me. So 
I'm so excited. I am so excited to see what you think of it. Although I'm going to be so sad if you're like, this isn't very good. <laughs> so I should call my expectations. No, there, there's, there's a ton of them. And I just don't see any way that like, actually watching the entirety of Mission Impossible 2, knowing that it's directed by John Woo, that I'm not just going to love it. <laughs> 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 Wait, Larry, good. you've seen Mission Impossible 2. I've seen parts because I think it was on... One of this. these recordings where we yes, had a we had the fight of it, the song about what song weirdly you were both movie. correct. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we were both right. <laughs> that was very strange. I feel like that is emblematic of like of course it's so over the top that of course there would be like two ridiculous songs while he's climbing the face <laughs> of a cliff, <laughs> and one of them would be freaking. What what is that band? The break some shit today. What are they uh, called? Limp Biscuit. Of course, one of them is Limp Biscuit. You knew what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! I am turning into my parents. I cannot remember anything anymore. <laughs> I just talk around till a young person tells me what it is. <laughs> All right. What have I been watching? Well, I've been watching the new Ryan Johnson series, Poker Face, starring. The goddess Natasha Leone as like someone who is preternaturally able to tell if somebody's lying. It starts oh, okay. off and she's kind of in this sort of dead end job in a casino. And she has that job because like the casino owner like basically is like, if you want to live, I need to keep you my eye on you because she had like taken a bunch of poker tables and like cleaned them out. And then it kind of turns into like a mystery of the week where she's like solving a murder because she can tell who's lying. It's like kind of that formula, but it's by Ryan Johnson who did like, you know, I mean, we all know Ryan Johnson. He did most recently the Knives Out films. He did Star Wars. He did a like, what else did he do? Brick. The greatest episode Looper. of Breaking Bad ever. Which one did he do of Breaking Bad? The Fly. Oh, really? Yeah. That's, that's such actually... an interesting, weird bottle episode. I thought you were going to say Ozymandias, and I was going to be like, what? He did a couple other ones, but the one that sticks out to me is The Fly, just because of how different it was from the rest of the show. It's, but it is, it's like the weird bottle is. episode. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. But yeah, so that, and it's quite good. She's excellent in it, and it's very fun. It's kind of like if you loved the Blue Skies era of TNT, do you remember that with like Monk and Psych and that? It's like a more adult version of that. Why is that called the Blue Skies era? That's what they called it. It was the Blue They they did like Blue Skies programming. So I it was didn't know like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, so okay. it's like at, at the end there's always resolution. It's kind of light and breath of fresh blue skies, right? I've okay. never heard there. that phrase before. Oh, really? You've never yeah. heard that? No. Okay. Yeah, so well, it must be like another golden age term. All right. Oh, wow. All right. I'm All right, y'all. Hot. You you've left me no choice, Larold. You've left me no <laughs> choice. You're going on mute. <laughs> I'm drunk with power. Or is that is that a phrase you know, or is that too oh old to <laughs> anyway? So I've been you watching. You actually that. muted me. I did actually mute <laughs> <really> you. <laughs> oh, amazing. Um, so I watched that and then I've been watching, I've been catching up on Servant because I got a little bit behind on that and that the new season started tonight, the final season where we're finally going to get some answers. Um, if you have, oh, (laughs) better give me some answers. (laughs) I feel like it's building towards something, you know, um, like in the third season, there's all the cult stuff that's happening and 
if you guys are not watching Servant, I understand Apple TV is like a weird place to like it's hard. Like a lot of people don't have it. The library has it. Oh, it doesn't matter if you have Apple TV or not. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah, I all can't be Jack Sparrow, Justin. Okay, and of all the pirates, Jack Sparrow really, really gonna go Blackbeard or why is the Bluebeard or I can do Long John some other beard. There you go. Long John Silver. I don't like Long John Silvers. I've never had it before. But it's my favorite pirate ever. Which is not great, right? Like, I'm not great. Yeah. Like, if I'm going to have seafood, I want good, fresh seafood. That's kind of the thing. I see for me, it's, I just, I like Costco sushi and that's it, but I'm basic. Wow. (laughs) This took a turn. (laughs) Confession for me, I. Shit is weird in Canada. I want to like seafood, but I just don't like it i've tried i wonder so if hard. that's because you're in the middle of america and not actually near a body of water i right? think as part of it i i, I definitely yeah part of it. Like, I, I wanted i want to enjoy it like i want to well i'll tell you what when you come to california you know ocean adjacent we will take you to a good seafood place and we'll see if maybe what you're experiencing is that you just don't want like frozen seafood and you want fresh seafood so yeah, so that is what I've been watching. Let's get into this. I know we have we are we are running out of time, so let's get into this. All right. So before we get, let's move into our review. And before we do so, Mars, can you please do us all a, a collective solid and remind our listeners of what our spoiler policy is? Our spoiler policy is that we are going to spoil the whole thing from beginning to end and everything that we want to talk about. So if you haven't seen it and you don't want to be spoiled, pause now and then go watch it. You know, I always try to give an opinion on whether or not I think something would be better unspoiled, but I think everything's better unspoiled. Like, I don't like yeah. being spoiled on anything. Yeah. But I mean, I agree. I think you should watch this one first. Just, mm-hmm. I just think you should. Especially if you watch all the other ones. Like, do yeah. You yeah. No one else watched all the other ones. It was just a, <laughs> especially for the last couple. I guarantee. I feel it. like maybe Eddie did. Maybe. And I know Jody probably did. Oh, those sorry, are those are true know. fans of the product that because my god <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> awesome okay so we're going to be talking about hellraiser 2022 directed by david bruckner now larry you have the production notes for this i hope i do excellent tell us about this film yeah it's a 2022 american supernatural horror film like rachel said directed by david bruckner with a screenplay from Ben Collins and Luke Petrowski. Uh, and it's a screen story that they had co-written with David Goyer. Bruckner mm-hmm. is known for directing films such as The Signal, The Ritual, and The Night House. He likes the. Then oh. go Yes. So, sorry to interrupt. The signal was is that like the good one or the it is like the good weird one that nobody really knows about? I think he wrote the middle part too. Oh, I haven't birthday? seen it, so I don't even know anything That's about the it. Best. I'm going to double oh. check while you're talking about it. The middle part. Mwah. Oh, that birthday is like. Yeah, unfortunately, it's a it's a very quoted list. thing in our house. <laughs> I think you know which line I'm referring yep. to as well. <laughs> I need to get another movie from the library. I've already added Antiviral and Possessor to my. Uh, oh, sure you have to watch those. Get, I'm get. hoping they come in before my birthday. So before we go see uh, Infinity Pool. Get, oh my god, some. I will just pay for you to watch them on Amazon Prime. Jesus Christ. No, <laughs> like, I, like, I like getting it from the library. I enjoy it. It's like, okay, okay. 
Okay. Well, at the end of the year, they give you a a receipt that tells you how much money you saved by going to the library. Man, we are truly in the late stage of fucking capitalism. (laughs) (laughs) That is the grimmest thing I've ever heard. It makes me happy. It's like this is like when they put gluten-free labels on bottles of vodka. I was just like, (laughs) really? This is where we are now. Really, as a people, as a speech, we're doomed. <laughs> we deserve it. Bring on the comet. <laughs> so David Goyer is a well-known screenwriter. He uh, wrote the Blade trilogy, the Dark Knight trilogy, and Man of Steel. He has also written Justin for several of the Call of Duty video games. I don't play Call of Duty. Yeah, but you're a game guy. this is like the equivalent of like when your grandparents give you like a nickelback cd because that you heard you like heavy metal (laughs) it's like close close but not quite right i was just trying to throw a bone out there uh the film is meant to be a reboot of the franchise and it is the 11th in the series as you know we have watched all that came before oh my god we watched 11 of these yep Mm mm-hmm Film stars. I love you. <laughs> it's okay, Mars. We have yours coming up next, and I am actively excited. Yeah, I'm actually what. very excited for that. I am. I'm pumped. nervous. It has been a long time since I've seen one and two. I'm excited. I'm nervous <laughs> because I have avoided them because the thing that scares me is not the thing that happens; it's the anticipation and like, what's it going to be? And that, that's what those whole movies are. That's why I haven't watched them. So, I'm so this excited. is this is. This is kind of like Saw again, where I have actively avoided a franchise because I knew it was going to freak me out. Except for this one, you'll think about every time you're on the freeway behind a log truck. Oh, yep. ACDC. Great. um, Okay. Take Me Home, Country Roads. Yeah, a lot of new triggers will be developed. Great. Excellent. Because you know what I need? More neuroses in my life. I don't have enough of them. I'm fresh out. Let's bring them on in. Bring them on in. I will tell you, if we do... Like after the first two movies, the anticipation of like, ooh, what's going to actually happen goes away because it's very telegraphed. But the first two, they kind of like make you guess well what's actually gonna happen. Mm, okay. Like the writing quality drops after the first two. I guess I'll find out. <laughs> but not as hard as Hellraiser and not as hard as some of the saws either. Oof. Don't do it. Don't do it, Larry. I know you want to, but don't do it. <laughs> the film stars Jamie Clayton and Odessa Azion. I think that's how you say their name. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Clayton is perhaps best known for starring as Nomi Marks in Sense8. She was also in the TV show Designated Survivor in the L Word Generation Q. Clayton mm-hmm. is a trans woman. In 2011, she was honored by Out Magazine as part of their annual Out 100 Awards. Mm-hmm. Ezion, I think I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Previous to her lead role in this film, she was known for her roles in the TV shows Fam and Grand Army. Hmm. Following the success of Halloween 2018, Miramax expressed interest in rebooting the IP, wanting to focus on a prequel and a reboot. It would premiere a fantastic fest in 2022, with many not knowing how to feel about the film because of what came before. And that is why you tuned in here, so you can figure out how we feel about it. <laughs> the budget on raps, and I literally could not find what they spent on the film. In a July 2021 interview with Entertainment Weekly, it was revealed that the film's producers auditioned drag performer Gottmik for the role of Pinhead after Gottmik showed off a Pinhead-inspired look for a runway on RuPaul's Drag Race. 
Mm-hmm. That's Bruckner and the crew reached out to Doug Bradley to make a cameo appearance in the film, but Bradley declined for two reasons. First, potential complications from the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. And secondly, mm-hmm. his desire to leave his Pinhead performance legacy intact, a decision that Bruckner and the crew accepted. Gotcha. And I, I think it should be known that. that Doug Bradley um, praised Jamie Clayton's performance. Nice. Very cool. That's what I got. Awesome. Uh, correction, David Bruckner did not direct the middle part. I'm sorry. That was Jacob Gentry. Uh, David Bruckner directed the first segment in The Signal, which Still is Still a very all... cool seg- segment. Like <sighs> When he's just like going down that hallway, you're like, fuck. Very creepy. <sighs> Man, I'm gonna watch the signal this weekend. It's so good. It's so like, so. Good. It's the first thing I saw. AJ, it. I know, I know. And when there's like a bunch of movies called The Signal, and they've all seen the other ones, but this is the yes. best one. All right, now Marzi, you know you are the undefeated champion of the sixty sex six. Whoa, sixty, 60 seconds, sixty over <laughs> over sixty sex. You're a champ at that. Good job. Dope. I'll take it. <laughs> like 25 years ahead of your time. <laughs> You're amazing. Okay. So, Sicky. Oh my God. I can't <laughs> <laughs> you guys. 60 second synopsis. You are the champion of that. Can you please? Somebody has to be able to speak. Can you please give us your. I'm going to I'm gonna get out the timer. Okay. Full I know disclosure. What I'm I didn't know I was going to be doing this, so I didn't write anything or practice, so we're just oh, going to shit. We're gonna have to wing it. I apologize in advance. Oh, see, that's exciting, though, because, like... That's a this flex. Is... Yeah, and when you crush this, it's going to be, like, wow, the Michael Jordan uh, of yeah, over 60 feeling... sex synopsis. The 60 sex synopsis. <laughs> I'm not drinking, I swear. You think I, I was? Am. I'm like... <laughs> I sound like a drunkard, but I'm totally so... I'm high on life, man. Okay. So tell me when you're ready. <sighs> I'm not ready. Okay. How about I'm motivated now? by the fact that I have to pee. And I'm like, the faster I get through this, the faster I get to go pee. Right. We will take a break the minute you're done with this. I'm like super not confident right now. I'm so nervous. Do you do you feel like peeing would help you? Is it distracting or motivating? Because I think it's motivating. I think it's motivating. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. I want you to like take all your energy, uh-huh. gather it. Push it down, down, yep. deep inside mm-hmm. your bladder. Here we yes. go. You ready? Okay. Three, two, one, go. Okay, so Riley is a recovering addict who lives with her brother and his boyfriend and their roommate. And she has this sketchy boyfriend who, like, delivers art, which is really vague and weird. And he convinces her to break into the shipping container to steal some art or whatever is in there. And it turns out to be the puzzle box. So Riley takes it home. And then she gets in a fight with her brother. And then she goes to a park and she does some drugs. And then she starts to, you know, fuck with the puzzle box. And it, like, doesn't cut her somehow. But then she passes out and her brother shows up and it cuts him. So then the Cenobites show up and they take him away. So then Riley is trying to find her missing brother. And then by doing so, she starts unraveling the history of the puzzle box. More people and other things die, and then they show up at this mansion where a man is living in the walls. Rachel's favorite, and then it turns out that her boyfriend <laughs> actually was in on it the whole time, and he was supposed to bring people to the mansion so that the guy in the walls can bring the Cenobites back because he's really regretting his first decision. So Riley has to do some sacrifices. She ends up sacrificing a Cenobite and her sketchy boyfriend, and then they make it out, and the Cenobites try to offer her a prize, but she's like, "No, no, no, that's a bad idea." And then they drive away, and then the guy in the walls becomes a Cenobite. Hellraiser 2022. Holy shit, with four seconds good. to spare. Oh, this is some like, listen to that, that my phone is cheering for you. Oh my God, I am dizzy. <laughs> that was amazing. That was amazing. 
You have earned that. <laughs> Go and take it. Go do your victory lap around the toilet because you have deserved, you have earned it, my friend. Yeah, I got to pee. I'm sorry. I'll be right back. It's fine. Do it. Do it. Yeah, do I'll, it. I'll do do a, it. Are we doing a quick break? No, yes, not for it. you. Everybody okay. else, yes. Okay. <laughs> are you hanging with me, Justin, or are you also? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm a little away. I just had to get my phone charger. I know. Go get it. I'm just fucking okay. with you, man. <laughs> Jeez. You thought I was serious. Wow. I mean, just muting someone. I didn't know like how like it resets the pecking order, dude. I, this is amazing. We should have been on Zencaster this whole time. Excellent, Mars. That was incredible. So let's get into our reviews. So as we have done in the past, we'll break this down into plot, audio, cinematography, how scary, talking about the things that worked, things that didn't, and giving them scores. And then we'll we'll find out where this ranks, not only amongst uh, the Hellraisers, but also just in general from the movies that Larry and Justin have reviewed. So I have a question for you, Larry. How much work would it be for you to put together a list of the like ultimate like score ratings like so we can find out already what our doing it. yeah you're already on it all right so yeah, look at us muted, look I'm, at I'm us brainwave we're just like riding the same brainwave that's amazing all right so mars why don't you kick us off why don't you talk about the plot like what worked for you about it i was surprised that i actually did enjoy this one and i mm. don't know like there's a part of me that wonders if i enjoyed it because like compared <laughs> to the ones that came before it i was like or if I just actually liked it. I mean, I liked the plot. I liked that it was a callback to some of the original ideas from the first one. Because I love the first one. It was just everything that happened after it. But I, you know, <laughs> I liked this plot a lot more than I have liked almost every other Hellraiser movie. So, I don't... It, but see, that's the thing is the bar was so low that it was like, oh, it makes sense? Done. You know, like... It's not yeah. nonsense. Oh, I'm good. So I don't yeah, know. I'm so confused. <laughs> so I mostly agree with you. I, I do think it is definitely one of the stronger ones. I still think I do like the original one better. I do too. Um, uh, but I, I think this was like a good. They They clearly had somebody who had like passion for the project and not just like hey, make this movie, I'm making this cop movie. Oh, wait, no, I have to add, like, Hellraiser to it. They didn't do right. that this yeah. time, which was nice, which we've seen a lot of that, unfortunately. But um, it was interesting to see the journey of, once Riley, like, realizes that she can, like, use the Lament configuration against the Cenobites, it was, like, a really weird, awesome moment for me. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, it was just, like, we finally start to get to see, like, humans have a little power over these things now the whole like house mansion being like its own like weird lament configuration thing was like really cool and like kind of like sort of played into the plot i don't know it's just i i enjoyed that this movie felt more thought out than the last nine movies nine. we've seen <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I appreciate that this both started and finished as a Hellraiser movie. Like, right there, it puts that head of the pack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah see, that's what I mean. The bar is pretty low. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. How about but you, Laryl? What about you, Laryl? What did you think of the plot? What worked for so, you? So, I'm of like two minds when it comes to the mm -hmm. plot. Because I definitely don't think the plot is where this movie is the strongest. If we are comparing it 
to like other films like for more broadly speaking like let's take another film like prey that came out on hulu which is also a horror film i think it lacks mm-hmm. but man when you compare it to hellraisers three through ten it's really good my problem is is like i think back to the original hellraiser or hellbound heart or wherever you want to like kind of say this thing started and the hellbound heart and og hellraiser and even hellraiser 2 for what it's worth were very simple plots you don't need to reinvent the wheel when it comes to this kind of stuff and i think that is my biggest issue with this movie is that like why does it have to be so fucking complicated like it's the original hellraiser was super simple and like trying to explain these things or give backstory like i just don't think it's necessary I think when Clive Barker did it himself in a book form, it was terrible. I think as we dove deeper into the trash pit that are the sequels to it, they're not good. So even though I did like this movie, this is definitely the area that I thought it was lacking the worst in. But I think that's more just... Unless you're going to just straight up remake OG Hellraiser and not dive into all the stuff, you're. it feels like screenwriters and filmmakers are just like compelled to explain this universe. I didn't, like I don't need it explained. Spend your time doing other things. Hmm. I don't know. Though I can appreciate that they decided to just completely negate that whole like the Hellraisers are working with the angels plot. Oh, that they tried oh to do my time. god. And yes. That's what I'm saying. Like you compare it to that shit. This is a gold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just glad that they didn't try to in any way, like, even address it. They were just like, we're just going to pretend that didn't happen and just, like, Mm -hmm. because, good God. Yeah, yeah. So, it's interesting. I actually really liked where it went with the mythology because the thing is, I love the second film. And I thought when they expanded into the labyrinth and into Leviathan and those kinds of things that they never returned to it was a like kind of wasted potential. I wanted to see more of that mythology explored. So when this was kind of very clearly, this feels like it's made by a movie a, made, a movie made by someone who genuinely loves the source material. And uh, you can see it in the way that it is sort of homaged while like with the aesthetics and with the adoption of the Leviathan, but expanded on in a new new way. I kind of like the idea of um, giving the meaning to these different configurations. We've heard it called the, the Lumet configuration, but what does that mean? And so to see the way that it gets utilized in this, I thought was really interesting. The way that it explored a different kind of suffering that we've seen in the end, that they're all forms of suffering are like different forms of worship to this the, in this mythology. So to like have it be emotional suffering, I thought was a really interesting kind of way to end this i liked the puzzle box i liked it moving underneath the the, her jacket in the back seat at one point like to me it made the the dread of the puzzle box and of the cenobites this is the first time we felt it since the first or second film when you would see people playing with the puzzle box and knowing how 
awful what was going to happen was going to be. I felt myself feeling like dread and sadness for the people knowing what was going to happen. And I have not felt that in a very, very long time. They felt monstrous to me again. And I appreciated that. Um, so I, I personally really enjoyed the the riff on the on the mythology that this one offers. No, and I, I can definitely see it. I think it's just as this is kind of a, uh, like a, a reflective episode, right? Like this is the end of our journey with Hellraiser mm-hmm. for now. And <laughs> for, now, for now, yes, there, there is definitely one more kind of on the horizon. But wait, is there actually the, the porn? Oh, right, right. right. <laughs> I was like, wait, they like already announced that they were going to make another one, or that's what I know of. Not that that's I know of I either. Know. It's it's just like the first one was just so good. And there is so much about this movie that I like. It's just, I just, I didn't need like the six configurations. Like I didn't need all this stuff. Like I did, I just didn't, I didn't feel like it added anything that was lacking in the first one. But I mean, you can't remake the first one. Like the first one, I think anything that you tried, if you just try to duplicate the magic of that first one, you're doomed to fail because how do you capture that lightning again? I think you have to experiment, try something new, expand the mythology, or else you're just making a lesser copy of the first one. Well, because remember they tried with that weird, the two guys who went to Mexico and they tried to do the bring back the body with no skin thing. I don't necessarily say like like a straight remake. It's just, I just don't think... I think fleshing out your story doesn't need to be done explaining the mythology behind the Cenobites. So, okay. Do you really feel like they explained the mythology behind the Cenobites? I feel like they were more mysterious than they've been in a while. That's interesting. So, okay, just as a thought experiment, what is a good sequel to you that doesn't delve deeper into the mythology? How do you tell another story that feels fresh that doesn't like necessarily tell you more about the world that it's in? Yeah, so if you aren't going to do a, like, like a remake, right? If you're going to do what Rob Zombie did with Halloween or what Miramax did with like Friday or um, Nightmare. Because like, I think that is one route you could take. And I think there there could be an enjoyable and successful film there. It could be trash, but there is like it has been done. Like the Friday the 13th, we just, were just talking about it. The Friday the 13th remake is the best Friday the 13th film. It's just, we know what the puzzle box is. We know it attracts deviance. And I think the thing that really captivated that first story, if I'm thinking about it, isn't Leviathan, isn't the Lament configuration, it's Julie. Julia? Julia, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. It's her. It is her descent into wanting to find love. It is her descent that she thinks Frank is the, the solution to her problems. It's her descent into madness. It's her descent into hell, into being like, like right for the taking. It's the reason why Clive Barker originally said that that's where he wanted the story to go because she was the interesting character. So I think that's my problem is that I don't find any of the characters interesting outside of the Cenobites. Like we're going to get to it in acting and like cinematography, but Jamie Clayton, I'm sorry to say it. She's a, she's better than Doug Bradley. I thought, I thought that that performance of Pinhead and like what she brought as the hell priest was the best thing we have seen in this entire franchise. It's just that's not the character that I go on the journey with in the movie. Um, and I just I did not care for our main character. I didn't care for like, the group of friends. I just that part didn't hook me. 
So maybe that's what it is. Just a stronger story like that. We don't need to have someone like descending into like depravity that they needed to, to, to summon the Cenobites or to be someone who wants to do it. But like, I don't, the story I want told isn't what I got. Okay. All right. I mean, <laughs> I guess I, my question is still though, like, so how do you, if Julia's gone, I mean, I, the thing is that Julia had, had decided to stay well, they would have delved deeper into mythology just because yeah, they, where they, else is they, it going? Yeah. But where would, where would you even go with a Hellraiser sequel? Do you just want to see like an, another human story that has them just sort of in the background? Is that what you're saying? That yeah, like, would like, be a have better your, have the the Cenobites and like have them be like the icing on the cake you're you're telling and have the cake be your actual story. Okay, and, all right, and that's, that's what I'm fair. saying. Like, I I really did not like the main character. Like when she got her brother killed and just like I I, I don't know. Like there was this the vibe i was getting i don't know but like like i said this is like gonna be the most negative i'm gonna be because it's not a bad movie i still liked mm-hmm. it and in comparison to <laughs> the shit we slogged through to get here it's really good but if i'm going to be comparing it to og hellraiser i just i i guess i'm just i'm waiting for someone to tell a story that lives up to what we got in hell down heart or og hellraiser or even hellraiser 2 and like i'm not a screenwriter by any means, so I, I'm not even saying like I know what to do, but when I when I want to watch it, like I, I mentioned Prey, I guess, and like in Prey, it's a Predator movie, right? But Predator is mm-hmm. your periphery. It's about yeah, it's about the character on her journey to become a hunter, right? To be accepted yeah. and to like go on that journey. Predator is your icing on the cake. It's a great That's Predator fair. movie because we go on this awesome journey with our main character, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and in this one. The Cenobites are fucking cool. Like, they're really awesome, and the effects are awesome, but the plot's just, like, eh. like It's not as bad as, like Mars said, like, the, the drug den in Mexico and the incest. Like, I think you're forgetting <laughs> about train finger blasting, sir. Oh, yes. God, I did. <laughs> I did forget about the train finger blasting. As I'm saying, like, in comparison to what came before, it is amazing but if we're Mm -hmm. comparing it to like the best we've seen this franchise it's not there right but can we like what about in terms of just like objectively by itself this is meant to be sort of a reboot that homage is the first thing so like in a bubble how do you feel about it if you're first being introduced to the Cenobites for the first time, if you aren't familiar with the the mythology from the previous films does that change how you feel about it at all like if you had if you did not have the original i think i would like it more i I do Mm -hmm. because again like i i I did kind of look at this whole adventure we went on together as like a culmination right as like a whole journey we went on to like reflect what came before um i look like like it better but like i've talked about before like one of my favorite things when it comes to horror is the final girl like i find like that's what i find like the most intriguing thing about how it started, about how it's transformed, and just, like, the importance of that role. And if we're looking at Odessa's character, we get in here, like, I do not care about her. Mm-hmm. I, no, I, think, I mean, I agree. I didn't... I also We'll, we'll didn't get into care. that. We'll get into that. Yeah. Like, she's she's selfish. She's... I mean, she's an addict. Like, what do you think? I, I, I know, but like, when you, like... <laughs> and, like, I, I... So, AVP to Requiem, have you guys seen that? Oof. Don't, no. You're bringing that movie up? 
Well, I I'm like I'm that gonna, movie. Say, <laughs> one, of the reasons why, one of the reasons why I hate that movie so much, there's a Love scene that movie. where, like, one girl gets killed, but she, like, didn't do anything wrong. And, like, to this, like, I walked out of the theater when that happened. Because, like, I have, like, again, it goes back to, like, the rules of the horror film or whatever. Like, it just really pisses me off. And it also <laughs> happens, there's another movie where it happens, too. Oh, Friday the 13th, the remake. I, I said how I liked it. But there's a scene where... Just to get to that thirteenth body, they kill um, Hannah Baker. I forget her first name. She was in the Flash TV show. Anyways, they kill her character, even though she broke none of the rules. And it's like, what are like my I mean, biggest fucking pet peeves? Rules. The horror movie. <laughs> well, there, there are rules. I'm not going to put on my full Randy costume here, but there are rules. There are things you have to follow if you want to get to the end. I mean, I like the whole point is transgression. Break the rules. There are no rules. You've watched too many slashers, my friend. You gotta let go of the rules. <laughs> like, I mean, how can a movie surprise you if it never breaks the rules? Like, this horror is not for rules. Horror is for transgression, subversion. Like, no, 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 no there rules. rules. No rules. There, there, there are boxes. No, there are not. No, there I, are no boxes. I, I, well, we're I going. Do, we don't need boxes. I, I do have to agree <laughs> with Rachel. I mean, I would rather a movie try something new and fail than follow the like cookie cutter rules i disagree because we have gotten some very good slashers out of the cookie cutter rules but again i am a i mean lover of the slasher (laughs) i feel i feel like there's a lot of flaws in that statement okay (laughs) just keep it pushing (laughs) i mean if there are no rules then when you drive out to the middle of nowhere for your cabin airbnb and you stop by the gas station and the gas station attendant is like uh I've seen lots of families move through that house and there are no rules. And you're like, I can't take this as a sign that my horror movie is about to start. Thank you, Mars. Thank you. That's I all would I'm argue saying. Cabin the... in the Woods, Evil I... Dead. You listen, don't read. All I'm saying, don't saying is those the rules don't... don't read the books. I, I, listen, I'm not saying that the rules in horror don't exist. I'm not. I'm just saying that those are not. That's not a strength of the genre. To me, the movies that I thought were amazing this year were the movies that like took those rules and gave it the middle finger, like Barbarian. The reason that movie's so amazing oh God, is because it Barbarian. says, like, hey, you think you're smart, you know the rules. I won't spoil it for you, but you don't like it. it the subversion of the rules is what makes it so great. Yeah, but, but the, the rules are what allow me to survive. Have to happen because you have to have the rules to subvert. Okay. But what I'm saying is, is it's better when you subvert them. Not that they don't exist. I'm just saying that, like, when you just follow the rules, that's how you fall into formula. Like, it, it, like you can't, if you can't rule, break the rules, how do you That's how you survive grow? when your life becomes the horror movie. That's how you survive. I have bad news for you, girl. Like, <laughs> slash rules don't actually life. apply to real life. Mars, I am so happy you're here with me. This, I feel like we are being attacked. You know what, Justin? And- have I told you lately how glad I am you are here with me? It's so nice to have someone of like mind around who really gets it, you know? Guys, mommy and daddy are fighting and I don't like it. <laughs> it, it like I said, I, I liked this movie. It's it just the, the, the plot to me didn't do what I needed it to do. That's all. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, I think that there's some pacing issues with this plot. I don't think this is by any stretch a perfect film. It didn't make my top 10 this year, even though I did really enjoy it. But my issues are much more in terms of like pacing and honestly, the following the formula of the like 
we both here you want to talk about rules like there's a mystical item comes in and an investigation ensues and people die along the way like it to me this is actually a little more formulaic than i would like it to be i wish it had taken some more risks in terms of plot i do think when we get into the final girl thing one of the things i like about it is it does actually play with that formula in a way that's interesting especially in in a a film that is so very much inspired and born out of like queer culture to have introduced the final gay, I think is pretty cool. And so like, I know you guys maybe don't like Riley, but team Colin, I'm just saying. Oh, Colin, is amazing. Can, Colin is the best character in this whole movie. <laughs> the first final gay though was Nightmare on Elm Street 2, correct? I mean, the subtextually, yes. Okay. But textually, I mean, there may be other queer characters that have survived movies, but I feel like if this were to have a direct sequel, your central character, you would have your, your Sydney character would be Colin and maybe Riley. I guess I just, I forget that, like, I've seen that movie, but it's like, I've been older when I've seen it. And Nightmare yeah. Was I mean, it's very, it's obvious, barely, but it wasn't yeah. the intent. But, well, I mean, I think it, it, it was intent, pretty much common. It was intended. It was intended. And like, I mean, I'm sure you've seen that documentary about it. And like the director has like since basically opened up about it and been like, yeah, that's what's going on. And but this that in the same way that Hellraiser was not a gay film, but it was totally like intrinsically gay, intrinsically queer. This is like textually queer. Like these characters are gay. You're you have a a heroic gay character that is not sacrificed in the last minute to allow the the final girl to get away like those kinds of things there isn't the same kind of disposability around queer characters they don't aren't there as token characters they have a lot of agency they're central to the plot they're not sacrificial lambs like this thing I, I think is actually really cool in the way that it approaches queerness it feels like the outcome of the legacy of Clive Barker in a way that even more than having the limit configuration is a celebration and embracing of the work that he's done and that he did in Hellbound Hort. So that's like, for me, like it's, I, I get the criticisms and it's imperfect in a lot of ways, but it has a very like soft spot in my heart for, for, for this reason. Okay. That's and and, and yeah. if you're talking about that specifically, I'm hundred percent with you. Mommy and daddy made up. <laughs> yeah, if we are specifically talking about that like i could not agree with you more because i do think that that is incredibly important especially in a ip as mm-hmm. prolific for so that's so, worse so larry sometimes it's okay to break the rules is that is that what you're saying sometimes okay well, to okay to be very simple about the rules <laughs> i was specifically talking about her brother dying i was specifically talking about him dying Wait, that's all that that's with the rules or breaks the rules. His bro- her brother dying like he didn't do anything wrong. He was trying to protect his sister. Who put but her, like, who, there's a weird moralizing in this. Like you have to earn death is very strange. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying my brain chemistry is weird and that did not sit well in it. That's all. But I mean, like, why would you expect justice in like in in a horror film? That's the whole uh, thing. Like you don't it's not this isn't about punishing i mean I, it's about punishment i get that but it's not about like <laughs> it's moral. definitely about pain yeah but there's like that it's i mean it's intrinsically amoral right like there is it's not in the way that like it's one of the issues that i have with slasher genres is like it is there is some sort of weird moralizing like there is a very pr- regressive moral 
messaging in a lot of them. Like it is punishing of female sexuality, things like oh my that. Gosh, yeah. So that's why I'm saying like I to me when I don't want there to be like a moral aspect of it. I don't want there to be like a morality tale in my horror film. So that's interesting that that you in a Hellraiser movie that you would want that especially. We're going to need to so, unpack that, Larry, and, and that'll be $35 yeah, I was, an I was hour. Two, I was thinking two things. One, uh, when we finish going through the Nick Cage filmography, maybe we'll do a whole slasher and just go through oh. the history of slashers. Wouldn't that oh, be a Lord. journey? Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on from plot to audio because I think we got to talk about some performances in right? here. Oh, yes. Thank you. I was testing you. You get an A+. So... <sighs> <laughs> Mars, what would you give the plot of this? I would give it a five. Okay. All right. Five out of five. Perfect. Ten. Got it. Okay. So, <laughs> Justin, what would you give the plot? Uh, I actually only gave it a six. Mm, okay, I just, I fair. feel like uh, within the Hellraiser series, that is very high. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fair. It is. That's valid. All right. How about you, Laryl? What would you give it? I also gave it a five. All right. Awesome. I'm going to go ahead and give it a seven. Perfect. All right. Audio, let's get into these performances. Mars, let's start with you. Oh, oh, I asked you if this was the order and you didn't correct me. I was busy typing and putting together. Look at this is a setup. This is a setup. I I literally just created a zombie girl cross. Here's Johnny score sheet. So we only have the movies we reviewed together. Nice. All four of us. That's why I was kind of muted for a long time. Okay. While I was defending myself from you attacking me. Oh my God. <laughs> Always the victim. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he starts the show by calling me old, but he's the victim. It's fine. It's cool. It's whatever. I'm the final girl. I'm the final girl. <laughs> You're the final butthole. Okay, so. <laughs> cinematography. Let's get into cinematography. I mean, we can do audio first if you want. No, no, no. That's against the rules. <laughs> there are rules for a reason. Larry's going to fall apart if we switch it up. So let's get into the cinematography. So, Marcy, tell me about the cinematography. What did you think of, of the aesthetic of this? You know, I liked it. I did. I think visually it was a lot better. See, this is where I keep getting stuck is that it's like I can't tell if my opinions on this movie are based on the actual like just the value and attributes of this movie itself or if I'm just comparing them to the 10 that came before it because it did. I mean, this is going to sound so fucking stupid, but Shut it up. looked like a no. movie. And some of these Hellraiser mm-hmm. movies did not look like a movie. And they looked you know more like I mean? pornos than movies. Yeah. Or like, <laughs> I aspire to be a filmmaker, so I'm going to make this movie with my buddies kind of thing. And this one actually looked and felt like a movie. I actually really, really loved um, all the scenes when the Cenobites came to claim people and they would like puzzle box the room out mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like oh i thought that was i actually really liked that i thought that was really cool especially the van yes when, the chase scene is oh, so cool i really liked that a lot i thought visually that was really awesome so there were things about it that i really liked i think the majority of it i was just honestly like impressed i was like oh hey this looks like a movie but like there were <laughs> some visual things i i just i don't know i just really loved the way they took the rooms apart whenever the cenobites arrived which mm-hmm. is something that you know, they didn't do in the first, and I, again, the first one is my favorite. 
by of course. Far. Of course. <laughs> yeah, it, yes. Like, and I genuinely like that one, not in comparison to the ones that came after it. I genuinely liked the first. I mean, you remember when we reviewed the first mm-hmm. one and I was like, really liked Holy it. shit. Yeah. <laughs> and so that opinion is not based on having seen the other ones, but this one. I did actually, for its own its own attributes, I think, liked a lot of the visual aspects. Um, but that pulling the rooms apart when the Cenobites showed up, I thought that was really cool. The van scene being my favorite. That was cool. I really liked it, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. How about you, Justin? There was a lot of really cool kills in this. Um, mm-hmm. And I think they all looked a lot better than anything we've seen. Um, even if you go back to, like, even just, like, the intro where, like, the... The, like horny guy who like wants to do a cougar it's like um what do you call it like uh the spikes through them and the chains and stuff mm-hmm. it's kind of like happening in the background as we mm-hmm. see uh i can't remember his name but rich asshole guy Voight. 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 oh yes he's like you know like happy that he has the the the, the lament now and the, the violence is kind of half happening off screen even that i feel like is really like hands down better than a lot of the stuff we've seen oh Um, yeah i really really love how the cenobites look in this again the first one is my favorite this but even like look well see i don't know because i think no i actually sorry i'm I'm also kind of still processing because it's been a while i also just Mm -hmm. watched it uh today i think the cenobites look better in this one than they Mm -hmm. did in the original one except for skinless frank will still like is, is gonna yeah. be like it's like yeah. a staple i mean and, come on yeah, yeah exactly but i i mean i think Pinhead looks better i think chatterer looks better i don't remember the other ones really i there was like uh there's the like gasp. a fish gash gasp i i'm trying to remember i interviewed them i'm trying to... they all had names and one of them was the gasp okay mm-hmm I mean, especially compared to remember the one where they made a whole new the first time they made the new set of Cinebites and there was the one that was like the CD player. Oh, CD head. You remember that? Yeah. Or whatever it was oh, called. Oh, God. Okay, I got it. It is the gasp is the woman that has the her neck open and sort of the arch over her head. Okay, yes. The weeper is the one who she like pulls something out of her eye and her hands split Ugh. in half. See, and oh, that's like yeah, yeah, there's yeah. so many. If they, whereas I feel like the other one's always like centered on Pinhead. I feel like mm-hmm. th- this one we also got like enough time with all of them. Obviously, mm-hmm. like with Pinhead still being kind of the, the the center of attention, I I I feel like we still got to go through the motions with the other ones, like get to see their like weird, gross stuff, which yeah. I feel like we really didn't get a lot of in the older ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really I I think the Cenobites are really interesting because it's like they're not wearing fetish gear but it's like a different form of leather and that it's just full manipulation of human skin is really cool all of the like genital mutilation is really creepy but i love how all of them are also mixed in with like jewels so that it it goes from being just sort of uh, twisted flesh into something quite beautiful you know and and there's an intentionality to it as opposed to just disfigurement and then it also harkens back to the original design of pinhead that you know larry knows because he read the short story as well that in the in the story all of those pins are jewel tipped so Mm -hmm. so that's what i'm saying like i feel like this movie is such an homage not just to the first 
two films, but also to the story itself. Like it pulls pieces from everything and like rewards people who have actually <laughs> gone on the journey. Like we definitely all have the 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 ability to like recognize the homages and the places where he pulled from. I love the mask which is the one that's got a face pulled onto a frame. Do you remember that yeah, one? That one is really, really, really creepy. That's probably my favorite. And then I loved the transformation of uh, Roland Vaught when he, we see him turn one and like it pulls back and he has those giant gold wings because we know that he refers to them as angels. Like there's that line where she's like, you know, you'd think a devil would recognize a devil, but she he called them angels. So to see sort of his ultimate form having sort of this angelic shape, I thought was really, really cool aesthetically. I think there's a lot to criticize probably around, like, like I said, pacing and things like that. But aesthetically, this movie looks great. The one thing I will say is it also, you know, like usually when you look back, you can be like, oh, that was the 80s aesthetic. I feel like this movie, it, it was the first time that I was watching a movie in real time and I was like, oh, this is what movies from 2022 look like. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, this looks exactly like the new candy. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is like whatever cameras that they're using right now, that palette that they're using right now without realizing it. Like this is, this is what like the cultural zeitgeist around mainstream horror films looks like. You can even probably see a little bit of Barbarian in this. I still yes. haven't seen Barbarian. Oh my you, god, you guys are missing it. Um, is it on time. streaming? Because we have to pick a movie for the next one, and I need you to see Barbarian. If it's, if it's streaming. <laughs> I want to see it. I just haven't like looked for it yet. But yeah. How about you, Lerald? Yeah, uh, you guys covered cinematography. Every- please, I'd like you to talk about cinematography. <sighs> yes, you guys uh, <laughs> covered everything pretty much. Um, I love Pinhead. Um, beautiful and terrifying and i think that is the best way that helping should be represented and i thought it was fantastic i thought the color palette for the whole film was great like mars mentioned i loved how the room fell apart when they came yes i like the bells like it, it this this is probably the area of the film i thought was the best i literally have nothing to critique i thought it was fantastic the death scenes were amazing it felt dirty and yet pretty at a lot of time mm-hmm. which i which I think is kind of like the whole pleasure and pain thing of the Cenobites and the Order of Gash and all that. So, no, I you guys cover everything. And I have no negatives at all. All right. Awesome. Does anybody have negatives or should we give this thing a score? I don't really have anything negative to yeah, say. Yeah, let's give it a score. All right. Marzi, what would you give it? I would give it a seven. Okay. How about you, Justin? I gave it an eight and a half. All right, Lerald. I gave it a 10. This is without a doubt the best part of the whole thing. All right. I'm going to give it a 9 because it doesn't have the Frank regeneration scene. And that is a 10 to me. So oh, yeah, that's definitely just a below that. Point, for sure. Yeah. So it's a 9 for me. All right. Now, Lerald, with your permission, I would like to do uh, the video. I or the never said audio. you need to have permission. I just said the next category was cinematography canonically. That's all. <laughs> That's yep, well. that's that's definitely how you said it. So, uh, <laughs> with your permission, Ariel, make like sure to... when you cut this, you put a, together a, a special cut for the five of us of Rachel bullying me. Oh, <laughs> I I I have bad news for you, Laryl. You're going to be shocked when you hear this back, and you the viciousness and <laughs> condescend. Yes, yes, yes. Like the yeah, the viciousness, the, the way you came for me, the way you came for my throat, <laughs> and called me ugly. Yeah. She's going to get all that. 
<laughs> That's right. You guys heard it, right? Mm-hmm. See, they all agreed. <laughs> <laughs> you said, yo, mama. And then you said, yo, you have to do cinematography or else you're garbage. Like, she'll have it all. She'll have it all. It'll all be on, on, on tape. All right. Moving forward <laughs> into audio. Larry, why don't you go first this time? Give, give us your okay. thoughts on audio. Okay. Uh, I thought the soundtrack was pretty great. I don't think it had quite the epicness that we kind of had in the first one, but I did think it was good. Um, Jamie Clayton, interested Cenobites, but particularly her performance. I said it at the beginning. I think that she's better than Doug Bradley. I like her performance as Pinhead so much better. And maybe that is because Doug Bradley did have some duds in there. Like, let's be honest, like, it wasn't all just that first film. So maybe future reincarnations of her version could be different. But from what we got here, it was exact. It is more akin to what I saw in my head when I read Hellbound Heart than what Doug Bradley was. And if I'm going to imagine Pinhead, that is who I want to see. Literally just amazing. I, I thought it was fantastic. The rest of the cast, though, did not like any of them. And in particular... Not not as bad as in Scream Five with the she who wants to be Sydney Prescott. Oh damn! <laughs> um, oh boy! <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll just, we'll keep it short on that one for another time. But uh, I just maybe it's just because, like I like I said, you put someone who has embodied such an iconic character, and it's not like they're playing Jason or Michael, and they don't talk, right? Like. Pinhead interacts with his prey. Like Pinhead has a presence and a voice. And I thought that Jamie Clayton never, never anybody had the unfortunate in a lot of different ways um, to be opposite her. They suffered, but yeah, that's kind of my thought. Jamie Clayton, just amazing. And I think Mm -hmm. anybody didn't understand it then, but people who were complaining about it, hopefully this kind of opened your eyes that, a trans person, a woman, or whatever, could play this role and just kill it because, my God. That's all I got to say. Yep. How about you, uh, Marzi? I mean, I, I agree. I think Jamie Clayton was a haunting pinhead. The performance and the voice, I don't mm-hmm. know, like, something about it was just so, like, scary, but also beautifully haunting. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. And I just wanted so badly to care about all the other characters kind of didn't colin came the closest yep nora i just kind of felt bad for yep you know and <laughs> yeah. like i loved the other cenobites although i do have to be honest it fucking breaks my heart that they killed the chatterer because that is- <laughs> yeah <laughs> chatterer is my favorite one and <sighs> at least he died doing what he loves getting torn apart <laughs> yeah i guess so mm-hmm. Silver lining, but I was like, "You're gonna bring back of all the Cenobites from the original. You're gonna bring back the Chatterer just to kill him? No, I don't know. I was disappointed in that, but that's like my personal feelings. That's not like you know, actual critique of the movie. I just was like, man, man, kicking rocks. But I really did like, especially as compared to previous Cenobite performances and and you know appearances and everything. These Cenobites, I loved it. I don't know characters. I kind of liked Voight. His yeah. creepy, like, yeah. machine He's a pretty good chest. villain. Uh-huh. Plus, I mean, you know, dude in the walls. You know? Hello! You gotta thank love a dude you! In the walls, you know? <laughs> Add it to the canon of excellent dude in the wall movies. 
so I don't know. I mean, like, I just, I just wanted so badly to be rooting for our final girl, and just, I don't know. I just couldn't, yeah. just couldn't get on board. Didn't like her very much myself. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think part of it is we didn't really see her do anything, but like we never really got to see another side of her. She That's was a little one note. Yeah, yeah. She was just sort of just freaking out all the time, and yeah. we didn't get any sort of getting like people killed. Yeah, and getting people killed, and like we didn't really get any sort of like this is why you should care about her kind mm-hmm. of things. At and least I they didn't make her uh, Pinhead's daughter. Oh god. <laughs> <sighs> that's true like there's that silver lining again <laughs> uh yeah all right uh how about you Lerald? i went first oh justin. sorry justin it's okay <laughs> now who's being mean <laughs> larry um... again i know isn't it awful the way he victimizes us he just comes after us it's so mean uh no i i really second i mean everything you guys have said um the the main cast is like the human side is just underwhelming. I I I, I believe I I don't know if I put this in like our group chat after I watched it. I had a really hard time watching uh, Riley. It was almost like mm-hmm. her as a person was out of focus. I don't like I I couldn't like, comprehend. She's offbeat. She's yes. offbeat. Yeah. Uh huh. And it really it threw sad. me off throughout the whole movie. But that being said, I mean, all the Cenobites are awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, you guys are li- literally said it all. So, <laughs> yeah, it's easy when you go like after everybody else because it's like, oh, yeah. Unless you disagree, <laughs> and then you get put on blast for like rules in the slasher. <laughs> I just think it's wild that you're like you want rules and horror because that's that's the whole point. I don't know. I don't know. Different strokes for different folks. You're crazy. We'll have, we'll have to d- break it down some other point. I think it'll okay. be a fun one. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, I'm super down for it. I think we'll have a fun conversation about it. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I, I, I'm just gonna put a defense out there for Colin because I actually think I'm surprised you don't like him more, Larry, because he's such the moral center and heart of this movie. I think he does. If you want to talk about rules, I think he earned his survival. Um, oh, without a doubt, he definitely did. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. While still subverting the shitty rules that typically like see queer people as disposable in these kinds of things. I think it. But Larry likes end, those rules. I know. I know. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I Larry, you, you take the good, you take the bad. I'm just saying you can't support the like status quo, you know, supporting rules and not not self-reflection. But yeah, I think I Colin is. sound worth going to drop Randy's speech in here. <laughs> every time you say randy i have to think for a minute because i was like what did randy say yeah, and i'm like oh okay. fictional randy that, so. <laughs> i mean i was pretty drunk that weekend so i could have missed a monologue but then i realized you're like oh no 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 you're talking about i'm talking you're talking friend zone randy got it yeah got talking it, got friend it. zone in the movie in the vhs uh blockbuster with Stu and billy harassing him when he gives his rules right right got it I'm on this. I'm on the page now. I, it took me a minute, but I'm there. I'm there. But yeah, I, I really I actually really liked Colin. I was excited. I was really sad when it looked like he was going down. And then mm-hmm. when he like managed to pull out a, like a survival. So that's why I'm saying I feel like he is our final gay versus Riley. 
who maybe is the impetus for like pushing the plot forward but i don't i i actually feel like so many of the things that he does like characteristics actually make him more of a final girl so i don't know i don't know i, I agree with you guys though that riley is no kirsty the thing about it is that the only line in this movie that actually made me have like an emotional response was in the beginning when colin is talking to riley about what happened to matt and yeah. he's like you know says something about how like the ironic thing is matt would know what to do and mm-hmm. that was the only time when i actually like had a an emotional feeling of like oh you know yeah. and it was just because he was the only one that i actually had any sort of emotional like response to anything and even riley like in the end we're supposed to feel like she made the right choice she got wise but i didn't feel that way you know when she mm-hmm. doesn't choose the gift i feel like what we were supposed to do is be like yeah she made the right choice but instead i was just like no girl get out of the house like just be done and like, I yeah, I guess, want to rewatch yeah. it with looking at Colin as the final girl. And yeah, I think that that would be a really fun thing to do. I mean, that's that's like definitely how I saw it, and I, I mean, I've seen it twice now, so maybe maybe that is impacting my feelings about it. Riley doesn't really connect for me. I totally get. I think that the human aspect of this is the weakest aspect. I do agree with you there. Nora, we don't even know a single thing about her other than roommate, but her personality is roommate and British. Mm-hmm. And British. And then also, even the boyfriend and Riley, there isn't a lot of there there with them. But Colin, I kind of I kind of love him. I'm pretty into Colin. He, well, I was, he was the only uh, one that, like, you know, seemed, I, I don't know, you feel like the most, sim- you feel the most sympathetic for him, given mm-hmm. the situation. You know, like, his boyfriend's ex-addict or recovering addict sister is living with them, and then everything goes to hell and he loses his you know his person and like i said his his that one line was the only time that i actually ever got like an emotional response from this movie so you know maybe that was why it endeared him to me but i also think he gets to do more than one emotion in the movie and i don't know that anybody else does like he gets to be happy he gets to be funny he gets to be angry he gets to be sad he gets to be heroic And and i think everybody else gets one lane and, you know, and I know that I am in Larry's canoe with the rules situation, but Colin loses his glasses and doesn't immediately die afterwards. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's interesting. <You> know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, breaking them rules. Look at the way it's subverting things. It's exciting. It's dangerous. I like it. All right. Uh... Awesome. <laughs> if i don't get one good ah, out of larry is are we even podcasting i don't know <laughs> all right so everybody has gone yes so let's give our scores so i'll start with you marzi what is your score for uh, I'm gonna, audio i'm gonna give it a six okay uh justin i also gave it a six okay larald same you know what yeah let's go six i think that's fair like, I think they're fine, but they're without Colin. Like, if it were Colin, like, without Colin, it wouldn't. Mm, Colin's, Colin's the guy. All right. How scary did you find this movie, Marzi? Scarier than the majority of the Hellraiser movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dude on the Walls already is. Scary. Oh, I Dude mean, on that's the Walls horrible. was, like, pinnacle for me. Yeah, like, Dude, Dude on the Walls, just Dude on the Walls by itself is already, like, five points towards scary anyway, because that actually scares me in real life. So, you know, dude in the walls. You know, I think I'm going to go seven. All right. I like it. I like it. How about you, Justin? So, I mean, I I agree. Dude in the walls was 
previous all hell um i think i think they did a good job of like monsterizing the mm-hmm. cenobites whereas yeah. i feel like in previous entries they got too goofy with it here they really put like a they when they showed up you know you knew something bad was going to happen yeah i don't know i i feel like it's definitely a step above what we've gotten in the past uh yeah i'm i'm gonna give it a six nice all right how about you lerald yeah so i think the biggest thing for me when it comes to a slasher which i think in the end is what this is you need to care about the people who are trying to survive and i think as we talk about an audio we really didn't um i think there is like a lot of some really grotesque things we're forced to watch i've never been someone who the person in the wall bothers me i remember when devin and i watched the boy one of the first movies justin and i did on the podcast remember jay oh yeah and that movie freaks me out i thought it was stupid as hell i thought it was more scary when the doll was alive and then like it was the reveal and i like thought it was dumb and like devin was traumatized (laughs) (laughs) that's my girl (laughs) and like that so that has never been something that does it for me and i think that definitely probably speaks to like like not having to think like that um but there is some really grotesque stuff in it i just when you don't care about anybody except for colin to make it out in the end it makes it really hard for you to have like that anticipate like that the negative anticipation of like oh my gosh don't go on me like when randy dies in screen two or like characters who you've invested all this time and wait in and then they just go right or it yeah like the stakes are lower i gave it a five gotcha so i actually found this one to be pretty creepy yes dude in the wall actually is terrifying to me because it's one of those things that actually does happen and the idea of being watched without knowing it is always really creepy to me but I think more it's that for the first time in a long time, the arrival of the Cenobites feels sinister and dangerous again. I think we, especially with three on, you're just like, hurry up and get here. Like everything else around this is terrible. I just want to see the Cenobites. Let me just like, just play Freebird. I just want the hits. Let's keep it moving. <laughs> like, you, you I, know, that I appreciate the, that. That is the best way to describe this series. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Whereas this one, when the Cenobites come, because this thing is pretty gruesome and is back into showing the the terror and the horror and the pain that accompanies it, when they arrived, I felt dread for what is about to happen to these characters. Even like the little sweet little sex worker that's just trying to get like a daddy at the beginning of the movie, you know? Mm -hmm. And so to me, I was like, oh, nice. I'm glad that we're back to these characters actually being something that you feel a sense of dread about as opposed to just simply wanting to see your friends the Cenobites again so I'm going to give this thing like a 7.5 7.5 for me on the scary okay all right revealing the scores for plot I gave it a 5 Justin gave it a 6 Rachel gave it a 7 Mars gave it a 5 for cinematography I gave it a 10 Justin gave it an 8.5 Rachel gave it a 9 and Mars gave it a 7 for audio we all gave it 6's and then for how scary, I gave it a five, Jay gave it a six, Rachel gave it a seven and a half, and Mars gave it a seven. That gives it a Stream Creams cross Here's Johnny score of a 67. Stream Creams is a very different podcast. 
<laughs> that's what we're gonna have to put up the uh, help under, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, that is the Stream Queen Creams episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, give me one second while I slot this uh, mm. amongst its peers. Because mm. mm-hmm. like I said, I made a little fun sheet that I'll share with you, Rachel, so you can keep it. Um, but we'll use it when we do Final Destination stuff. To review the Hellraiser rankings, please remember from Hellraiser 4 through 10, we just watched and discussed, did not score. Uh, right. Trash, though. So should I start from the best or the worst and go up? Well, I mean, I think we know the best is going to be the first one, right? So, I think you should oh, start with the worst. And then... okay, yeah, start so the with the worst. The worst one that we reviewed is Hellraiser 3, Hell on Earth. That got a 48. Okay, fair. Hellraiser 2022 got a 67. Okay. Hellbound Hellraiser 2 got a 70. Okay. And Hellraiser got an 88. That makes sense to me. So I feel like Hell... 88 feels low. I mean, I guess it's close to 90, but. For our scoring, because of how it's split into four categories, if you get dinged a little bit in any of them, it's hard to get. Yeah. I mean, that scary one is what kills it every time. Yeah, it it really does. But when I was putting together all of the films we reviewed together, there were a couple I had forgotten about. So we'll see if you guys remember doing them or not. Okay. Uh, Starting at the worst again, the worst thing we have reviewed was Scream 3. (laughs) <laughs> okay yeah, fair, fair. With, uh, <laughs> that has a 23 then is followed by jigsaw with a 45 okay hellraiser yeah not not saw six that's blowing yeah, that's my mind we didn't score it right. okay i know you wanted to because of the love triangle, i think we but... have to always don't you dare i think we <laughs> we need to start scoring even the garbage because i i, okay. I actually want to know where these things land i'm a okay. little sad we didn't score them yeah. now i mean we can score I... them right now if you want <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> one, zero one. zero 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 <laughs> we don't give zeros me and justin had a big long fight about that in the last of us episode <laughs> Oh wow! What were you getting? Wait a minute! What break the rules? By the way, (laughs) you know what's so? Yeah, I love that he demands rules in horror movies, but even his own wife says he cheats at every game. That's interesting. Cheat! I just you cheat the rules. Um, (laughs) Hellraiser three with a forty-eight, Scream five with a fifty-eight, Scream four with a sixty-one. Willie's Wonderland. Yeah. With a 66. The origin of Unks. <laughs> Hellraiser 2022 with a 67. Hellbound uh, Hellraiser 2 with a 70. Don't Breathe with a 77.2. Nice. Spiral with a 77.5. Mm-hmm. Scream 2 with a 79. Or 78.1 to be specific. That's too low. That's a good one. That's fine. OG <laughs> Saw with a 79.1. Then sitting at the top, the only one in the 80s is OG Hellraiser. With wow. Okay. I feel 5. better about that score now. I feel better about that score. Yeah, that seems fair. That's, yeah. why we, that's why Justin and I dropped off the letter grades because like the letter grades don't necessarily yeah. 
accurately reflect this it's more than a b plus like (laughs) that movie is an a it's an a (laughs) A, duh that's so interesting okay that was fun i liked that okay so now my last question for you guys is now that we have seen all of these and we've now seen the new one how much anticipation would you meet the the, uh announcement that there was going to be a hellraiser 2 i'd be excited especially if it was the same people coming back honestly with trepidation like, <laughs> I, I'm being the fully honest. I've been burned too many times on this that I'm like, yeah, okay. So you pulled out two out of eleven. Yaws aren't good. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I think I would be really interested to see where this goes. I would like to see more of Jamie Clayton as Pinhead. I would love to see Colin just come back as the sole final gay. We don't need to bring, sorry, I'm sure Odessa's a lovely person, but we Riley is not a character that I'm invested in. So I would love to see just like if Col- Colin's continued story, like maybe he becomes obsessed and wants to bring back uh, Matt, you know, that would be. Yeah, I actually like Odessa as in comparison to she who wants to be Sydney. Like, Ooh. like even though like, I didn't, I critique both their performances. I didn't actively root against Odessa. I just didn't. No, care. no. No, I'm just not invested. I don't yeah. dislike her. I'm just not in, like I didn't get a like a like I, how I felt about Kirsty or Julia or many of the other sort of obviously Ripley. Yeah, um, truly, I like. Okay, that's fair. So that is it for our Hellraiser review. I had so much fun, as bad as some of these movies were. Truly, it was worth it for the experience of the highs and lows and the j- laughs and the jokes that it led to. I mean, train finger blast and like there there have been some great moments, even in the worst, like the saddest Henry Cavill blowjob. Like we've had a <laughs> I've had a good time talking about them. And I'm so glad that I did it with all of you. I don't know. About I love you guys. going through these, and I yeah, think absolutely. Even if the franchises we've done is cool too. I think the yeah. trash ones are fun. Obviously, uh-huh. I mean, because you know, a good movie is good, but a trash movie can be like fire. And there's always like, like you said, like jokes to be made about it, and those yeah. are like the memories you keep. Yeah, and, like nine times out of ten, we yeah. will disagree. Like when we reviewed Aliens, like don't listen, you know okay, what? Listen, you know right. what? I'm gonna start coming for Scream Two if you don't stop it. <laughs> I'm coming. I have. What I have I was thoughts. Saying is even when we don't agree, it makes for fun thing conversations. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> See, this. This is. This is. You like stab me in the back and then be like, but what? But what? And then I look crazy. This is like gaslighting. First, you Ariel, bully me on my own podcast. Ariel, yes, of you gaslighting me. Yes, I agree. Ariel, Ariel get on it. Prove that I am at being attacked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's a good editor, but she can't just make shit up. <laughs> I love you, Ariel. Um, and I love you, Laryl, you brat. Um, so I guess we we already have kind of tipped our hand on what's next because we owe Marzi. So the question is, when do, do we want to begin? I earned this. You did. You did. You did. And and every suffering bit of suffering I get from it, I also I earned. I did all of the Hellraisers. I you earned did. this one. All right. So what are what is the plan? When do we want to start our next adventure? I have been really excited about doing Final Destination. So I'm good to start next month if you guys want to. 
do you guys want to do this bi-monthly or do you like how we've been doing or by episode Lee? So I guess that's once a month. I'm down with that. Yeah, I can do that. How about how you, many Marcy? Does that sound good? Are there? Six? Seven? Um, Wikipedia. We had a six. We had a seven. It There are not the film. I want the franchise. <sighs> There's an untitled sixth movie in pre-production. Yeah. The director of this latest Final Destination film is actor Zach Lipinski, who was a child actor um, who people who were Disney Channel movie fanatics like I was when I was a child was the love interest in Xenon Girl 21st Century. He oh, just in. that movie. Yeah. He just in. He's Canadian. <laughs> Do you like him? He's yeah, Canadian. Yeah, of course. Right? <laughs> you know him? Yeah, you know he's him? a nice you know. <laughs> Smart ass, it's all of you. <laughs> I didn't say it. I just laughed. I just laughed. I didn't say it. <laughs> Listen, we've got some running gags on here, all right? I can't let a Canadian go by without comments. <laughs> The, the the listeners would be disappointed in me if I did. That's we can't let them down. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So next up, we will we'll talk more about this probably on the next episode um, when Mars and I uh, do our solo journey, and then we'll we'll talk. I guess off off. Mike. Well, we'll be on. My, I don't know. We'll talk about it. <laughs> um. <laughs> so our next franchise series. I'm so freaking excited. Like you don't even understand. <laughs> I'm excited. Your excitement is actually heightening my excitement because I've been like a little like, ooh, but knowing that how much you're going to enjoy it, I'm actually, it's, it's, I can feel like the, it's going to be fun because I'm going to get to witness you love it. So much. Oh my God. Awesome. Okay. Okay. (laughs) You did. You did. But I realized I skipped something very important and that is the sommelier moment. So, if you were to watch this movie again, Marzi, and boys, you can chime in as well. What adult beverage would you pair with Hellraiser 2022? Absent. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we've been doing this for this many years, and I still forget every single time. But if I was going to watch this movie for a third time, because I watched it twice. Yeah. You know, I can't pinpoint exactly which whiskey, but mm-hmm, I would definitely mm-hmm. do a whiskey and Diet Coke because it is a throwback to a drink that I used to drink all of the time, but I would try to make it not like Old Crow, you know? Like I would try yeah. to it better. You know, you take a you take a drink that was shitty in the beginning and you kind of just try to try to elevate yeah, you know, maybe some bullet or something. What about like Angel's Envy or something like that? Oh, I mean, that does call back to the whole plot of that one movie that I was like, this makes no fucking sense when they were like, oh, also we're working with angels. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he also kind of ends up at an angel at the end. Yeah, that's okay, true. It could work. And it's a nice, it's a nice bourbon. Yeah. Hmm. I like it. I like it. All right. How about you, Justin? What would you pair with it? Uh, Four loco. <laughs> <laughs> Really? I thought really? for sure you would pair Wayne Gretzky's uh, Maple. I thought about it, but no, it's, it's the end. We're, Why are they coming fresh. for you all of a sudden, Justin? I am. What did not, you do to get the Canada hate? See, no, see, look at this. Look at how he's trying to weaponize our relationship. <laughs> no, he's know. trying to I, divide and conquer. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, but look at him trying to get in there. 
Mm-hmm. Listen, they're said. coming with me in the divorce. Deal with it. <laughs> they like mommy. <laughs> Larry, you said absinthe. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Somebody's going to take you on a trip. Someone real, mm. or maybe Everclear. Oh, God. I mean, what? That does not take me on a trip. It, well, I mean, I guess it does, but I always just end up in the bathroom <laughs> over, <laughs> over the bowl. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Okay. So, Larry and Justin, they have gotten to know you over the course of the years that we have been doing this together. They know you and they love you. But there may be some new people in the audience. So if this is the first time they're joining us, this is a weird place this to get in. This would be a weird time <laughs> to yeah, jump what? in. Why are you starting at the end? <laughs> but tell them about Here's Johnny. Plug your stuff so that they can get some more of you in their life. Okay. So for the podcast, you can follow us at Here's Johnny Cast. You can find us on any podcatcher that you use at Here's Johnny Podcast. Um, we look at horror through different subgenres and compare video games and movies and kind of try to find similar themes. We're doing a religion, uh, mini, uh, religion season right now. Um, that's it for the show. Um, Justin has definitely expanded and he should talk a little bit about his stuff, especially if you are into video games. Uh, I'm not very good at promoting myself. Um, I know you are. 2023 remember oh, we're, yeah, we're no more no right. imposter syndrome this year right rachel i forgot we talked about this mm-hmm. <laughs> yes uh yeah um i am a writer over at a uh dread xp as well Woo! as i i do the the odd writing for uh pride as well um, yeah yeah so you got can... an article coming out at 6 a.m on monday hell yeah i do and it's gonna be a sexy one so yeah it is <laughs> and it's a video game so it's like the perfect cross-section yeah i don't know mm-hmm. i i like to write and play video games and not write video games i write about uh, i don't know uh i forget what my twitter is right now i'm sorry the uh, underscore justin wood yeah the underscore justin wood uh yeah, although sure. if you listen to our podcast you wouldn't know that because uh it still has my old uh we talked about it yeah we did <laughs> we'll figure it out one day we've been talking about it. i think you should just a adr over that because i don't want you to lose all of the like this the justin asmr at the end it's like hey you for johnny <laughs> <laughs> we really appreciate it you, you mean when i was hair. like trying to whisper it because i didn't want i had like an overarching fear that like anybody would ever hear me record mm-hmm. is that what is that like a very early recording yeah oh my was gosh like, that was within the first like four episodes yeah oh that's so interesting okay that makes sense yeah because it doesn't sound like how you usually do and that it's like it's like you put on your radio voice at the end and i always enjoy it, it always makes me laugh oh, well it's gonna so don't be, it's what gonna i'm go saying away. it's gonna go no away. that's what i'm saying just adr over that part i would You'll only... regret it if you delete it you'll be sad all your listeners will be sad. I love it too, for the record. See? <laughs> I think I have that microphone still. Maybe I'll just like record it into that microphone. <laughs> you can try it, but I don't know. Lightning in a same. bottle. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll try. I'll try. <laughs> you know what I realized we haven't had in a long time? A Justin musical number. You know what's Do you funny? Think- I actually thought about doing one for today. I just, I've been working a lot, so I haven't really had time. Yeah, you, I think maybe you need to pick a job so that you have time to do these musical numbers because I miss them. Uh, that, that being said, <laughs> I did apply to a full-time writing job today. So yes. <gasps> That's exciting. Yeah. Amazing. All right, I'm sending good vibes. But do you think maybe we could get one musical number to kick off our next uh, hey, extravaganza? You, you, you know what they say about art? Can't mm. rush it. 
welcome to capitalism, my friends. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's all right there. It's just final countdown. It's the final destination. Do, 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 do. The John Denver song is sitting right there, ready for you to tee off on. Okay, you know what? Let me let me look into it. Let me let me let me look into it. I don't remember where we were, so let's wrap it up. For those of you at home, we'd love to hear from you. You can always email us at rachel at zombiegirls.com. If you want to support us, there's a few ways you can do that. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you get your pods. You can buy some of our sweet, sweet merch. We've got a really cool Scream Queens t-shirt that you could get. Also, Justin's wife designed an amazing new More Deadly shirt that is on our store now that you can come check out and you should buy a bunch of to support her art and also your favorite pod. And of course, you can always join our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash zombie girls where you get bonus episodes, extended episodes. You can hang out on the Discord with us. Uh, we have a lot of really cool things coming in 2022. A lot of our 100th episodes are coming up. So we're planning a lot of fun stuff. Hold on. 2023. 2023. Sorry, 2023. Um, that's what I meant. Testing you guys. Another A+. Plus. Um, lots of really <laughs> cool stuff that is patron exclusive. So consider becoming a patron. So that just leaves our plan for the next episode. Mars, what are we watching for the next episode of Stream Queens when it's just you and me? So I had an idea. Okay. And it was immediately derailed by a realization that you had. Okay. It's Godfrey, okay. we'll say. I was going to pick something. Ironically, it was also on HBO. Ooh. So we'll save it. We'll save it because. Oh my I'm... God, the curiosity. <laughs> now I want to know what. It's because I really want to see Barbarian. Okay. And you said it's on HBO Plus, right? Or HBO it is Go on it. Or whatever. Uh, HBO Now? HBO, HBO whatever. It, I think they changed and it's all now the same thing. So that's what I want to watch. I haven't seen it and I want to see it. Okay. Do you know anything about it? I know nothing. And I like purposefully, perfect. I know nothing. Same Mars. I perfect. I purposely have avoided everything about that movie because I wanted to see it so bad. And you know how I am about spoilers. Like, I don't want to know anything. I'm just so delighted to get to hear you recap it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a oh, I oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so that's Excellent. what i'm choosing i'm very excited about it because i do really want to see this and i have wanted to see it for a while so i'm excited Excellent. so right. for anybody who wants to watch along or be prepared for our next episode we will be watching barbarian on hbo plus now go whatever you should watch it or rewatch it or whatever and then listen to us talk about it next time I'll try to send an email in. So also put a plug yeah. in, give my thoughts on it. All right. Justin, do you want to send anything jar related into the conversation? Or do you feel like you've got it already covered in our zombie bite? Oh man. <laughs> I, uh Mars and Larry, uh after you guys watch Barbarian, go watch that zombie bite. That zombie bites. Oh, I, You're I, gonna I, learn I, some I things about yeah. Justin. <laughs> I dig myself a hole that I've never dug before. Yeah, you sure did. I believe there was a there's a lot of talk of volume. Yes. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Volume. Yes. You'll uh, well, you'll see. You'll see. Oh no. Oh man. Still very excited. Actually, more excited now than I was before. Now I'm more excited. All right. So unless people are sticking around for the extended episode, that is it for us tonight. Mars, take us out. Once again, and as always, thank you for tuning in and listening to us talk about 
the 11th Hellraiser movie. Hopefully the last one. And uh, as always, good night, folks. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And to Mars for always being willing to geek out about horror movies with me. Production on this episode was done by yours truly and edited by Ariel Messman Rucker. And our theme song for this show is Die Historic by Three Chain Links. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the extended episode. The boys are still here, and we're going to play a little Limerick game. Is that right, Larry? Mad Libs. So Daddy Mad Libs. in my um, Secret Santa sent me some Pokemon Mad Libs. Mm-hmm. And Mad Libs seems to be fun for you degenerates. So, except for Mars. <laughs> Mars is always kind to me. Um, I try. Oh, and it's I late, think- and I'm tired, Larry. You're going to get oh, I. I'm really sad that my pretty Pokemon Mad Lib book is about to get dirty with your language, but it'll, it's for content. It's for the content. Are you going to actually write it into the book? Oh, of so course. So it is I, memorialized? I, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Excellent. I love it. So what we'll do, just so I can... Like, po- Pikachu is about to be a Pokachu. Let, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> so we can go through uh, fast and probably do like two or three of these. Um, the order is going to be Rachel, Justin, Mars. That's what I, I see on my um, Zencaster thing here. So I'll say what it is and just give me a word. So starting with Rachel, a verb. Mm. Oh, man, I have to remember what verbs and stuff are. <laughs> oh, right. No, this is the grammar part of it is the hardest. You're um, a professional writer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> What's <point>? Inserting. <laughs> You think I'm actually not looking up what nouns and verbs mean as we speak? <laughs> Rachel, so did you say inserted? Inserting. It's Inserting. a verb. Well, I think it's just insert. Okay, insert. Uh, then Justin, an adjective. Uh, it's a descriptive word. A descriptive word. Glistening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, you filthy animal. I love it. <laughs> Mars, a place. Oh, I know what that is. <laughs> Taiwan. Whoa. I like it. Rachel, Topical. a verb ending in ing. Hmm. Inserting. I already said no, insert. <laughs> so why don't we go with um clinching? <laughs> Just to make sure you said clenching? Yeah. Okay. C L E, not I. Important. That, that, very that's different. what I was. Yes, that's what yeah. I was. Clarifying. It's a distinction I would like to make that I'm talking about <laughs> clinching, like grabbing a hold of something roughly and firmly, not like you know the other. Justin, one. I need a verb. <laughs> um, uh, thrusting. Oh, nice. Oh so thrust. <laughs> Mars, a plural noun. Socks. Dogs? Socks? Socks. Oh, socks. Oh, Christ. Like, no uh, dogs. Please, no dogs. <laughs> Rachel, a celebrity. Do you want to do Leonard? Oh, wow. Oh, no. Wow. Wow. Right. Straight to the jugular. Oh, no. Do Sydney Prescott. Straight to the jugular. That's nice. Um, a celebrity? Okay. I mean, I would argue that 
having a podcast platform makes you a person of note. Um, oh, no. Another oh, word no. for celebrity. I'm going to go with Larry Beaver. Oh, oh no. Lord. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Mm hmm. You heard me. Justin, an adjective. Oh, son of a bitch. Ooh, um. <laughs> Cornholing. <laughs> That's not an adjective. What is that Use describing? It. Wait, it what was the, what right was the last adjective I used? Um, glistening. Glistening. That's correct. Uh, throbbing. Mother. That's. Yeah. God. Damn. That's an adjective. Yeah, it's an adjective. It's both of a, a, a verb and an adjective. Mars. It's versatile. Apple. <laughs> Listening, okay. throbbing, apple in beaver. <laughs> Inserting into beaver. <laughs> Rachel, I need an occupation. Um, butt scientist. <laughs> oh my god. Justin, an adjective. Don't start one, won't be none. <laughs> Another adjective. Oh, man. Like red. Yeah, wet. Tall. Fuck. <laughs> and Mars a noun. Um bottle. <laughs> oh man. Alright, so this is so Jar. you want to train Pokemon. <laughs>